Good evening, Matt Awkward. How are you doing today? Scantastic, bro. Scantastic. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. We took, we both wound up having things interfere at different weeks. Yes. So, but now we're back. I've got my things buttoned up. Do you? Uh, I do. Yes. Awesome. All my things are all fixed. Yep. So, Life good. is perfect for both of us. <laughs> Beyond perfect. <laughs> Everything's just peachy keen. Peachy keen. How is your basement? It is. It is great. Uh, oh, good. It is good. good. I, I I still have a bunch of dirt to shovel out, but um, yep. I do not have a flooded basement anymore, all and right. I good. didn't lose anything in the flood either. So that's absolutely. All amazing. in all, I came out. I came out great. Just very stressed for a week straight. Yeah, that's a <laughs> bummer. Um, but you know what? You know what'll really recover you from a stressful occasion like that? What's that? A delightful movie like Scanner Cop. Oh, yes. Where has this movie been all my life? Because <laughs> damn if this wasn't one of the most enjoyable things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's uh it's so funny that this movie disappeared off the map. Like I mention this to people all the time and they're like, What are you talking about? The fact that this came out I mean, listen, no no shade thrown at vinegar syndrome. I yep. love what they release. Yep. But they tend to only do things that are very cheap. Like they are they're one of the bottom of the barrel. Like they they go for low hanging fruit. Okay. And they put these movies out. Yeah. They put out Scanner Cop one and two. And I was like, Wow, that I would have thought Arrow would have grabbed this or mm-hmm. like one of the kind of little I mean, I hate to call them more prestigious. I I love what Vinegar Syndrome You're talking does. Talking about like the boutique labels. Yeah, kind of that kind <laughs> of thing. But man, uh I got the Vinegar Syndrome from Abraxas. I got one and two from Abraxas, yep. and they are just beautiful four K restores nice. of this insane movie that is uh, just a delight, and you can watch it on YouTube. It's it's available. That's what I did. To yeah, the I, didn't, world I did not have it. A, and, a uh, fairly decent looking rip. Yeah, and uh, it's right up my alley too because like I feel this movie does not waste a second. Not it a just second. starts. It does its fucking thing, then goes home. It's just like <laughs> yep. thank you. Yep. Ninety minutes or get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this movie is. It knows what it's about. Yep. It doesn't. It has no pretenses about being. It's so funny because it's, it was, uh, it was owned by, uh, by Cronenberg. Like he still has some ownership over it. Okay. Because they gave it to him as like kind of a gift. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna make this fucked up thing. We're just taking, <laughs> based on your stuff. We're taking this thing that you made as an art film, basically, and we're gonna make it into something really dumb." And he was like, "I don't like that." And they were like, "Here, but we're gonna give we're, you money. We're gonna give it to you, even though you don't deserve it." So, like, <laughs> that's the thing is, he had basically signed away all his rights to this. I don't yep. think Cronenberg owned a, a lick of this. And then they, just out of the kindness of their hearts, were like. <laughs> Here, <laughs> we'll give you some. We'll give you some money because, you know, we know what we're doing, um, and I love it. Yeah, I can't get over it. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Okay, but uh, but first, just before we get into the actual meat of the of the movie, what I thought was great is that one of the things they included on the Blu-ray was uh, the old VHS promotion stuff that was supposed to go to video stores. Okay. And and they had a list where they were like, all right, you got your video store. Here are some ideas of how you can promote this blockbuster movie, Scanner Cop. <laughs> the, the ideas they had were as follows. <laughs> Have a siren that goes off, and the first person to get to the register with a copy of Scanner Cop gets it for half price. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine educating <laughs> the customers about that? How? Why is that siren going off? Grab scanner cup, bro. Fifty percent off if you grab it right now. One person out of the twenty people in the store is going to be like, "Oh, I should grab scanner cup." The rest <laughs> of them are going to run for the door because they think the fucking place is on fire. <laughs> or go, what "The hell is scanner cup?" <laughs> Just scream fire in a crowded theater to get ten percent <laughs> off your hot dog purchase. Uh, okay. Insane. What's the next idea? The next idea. Oh, play I Love a Man in Uniform by Gang of Four every time a first responder comes in the store. <laughs> and then tell them about Scanner Cop. And then tell them about Scanner Cop. Thank you for your service, sir. You know who else had some service to America? The Scanner Cop. You should watch this movie about um, <laughs> cop killers. <laughs> Lots of cops die. You'll Holy probably love shit. it. That's I didn't even think about that. <laughs> You'll love this You'll movie. You'll love this movie. Especially if you've lost someone you love in the line of duty. It's going to bring up some fun memories. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Idea number three. Uh, no, sorry. That was it. That was Those were my only two, I think. Uh, I think that was, that was all they gave us. I think that was more than enough. <laughs> uh, okay. So this movie starts and we get a little kid... We get this uh, this kind of dingy, sad little oh, it's dingy little apartment with a little kid playing with a '50s tin police car. The kid is filthy. He looks like he hasn't had. He looks like a Dickensian orphan. Like he's he's like not just like dirty. He's dirty with like actual <laughs> dirt. You know, like he's been working in a mine. Um, the room has food everywhere, and Dad's having a psychotic breakdown in the bathroom. Um, he's throwing shit and we start slowly being introduced to the voices that are in his head. We're going through one of those like Jean gray having her breakdown where I think she can the, hear. Everything I like the, in the soundscapes world. in this when that happens. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. And they're so, they're not trite. It's like, it's what you would hear yeah. as opposed to like when he hears the soccer game oh, outside yeah. his house, it was like, Oh, good job. You're doing great. Kick it over here. Kick it right. It's it, not just like... Well, well, that too. But also, it seems like in a generic kind of like in like a shitty version of this, mm-hmm. they would be like all of the people's like bad thoughts or all of, you know, and they would just, they would go over the top to just show the negative stuff. Yep. And he's being overwhelmed by just stuff. Yep. I love that. I think it's great. Um, okay. So... He's uh, out of his drug ephemeral. He's out of ephemeral. He can't figure out where that ephemeral went. <laughs> I can. You haven't left your house in like a week. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And he grabs his kid and shakes him and he's like, where are the pills? Have you taken your pills? And none of them fall out of him. So he's not. Holding. <laughs> he wasn't holding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have to take them every day, son. If you don't look at me, Samuel. <laughs> fucking crazy. Um. And he says you can't go back. Is that true? I, I don't think so because, because he, he does at back. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just crazy pants. He's just a little, he's just saying. Stuff. Where did he get the script? I think he's. I think that he's buying it on the black market. Okay. What's interesting about this is I think. I I don't remember the. It's been a long time since I've seen the the. Any, I saw part two recently. Well, I read a brief thing on it saying ephemeral was a drug for pregnant women for morning sickness, but it had the weird okay. side effect of making the baby into a scanner. 
so then it so then it also becomes like the, the scan suppressant. Yes. So it's it's for morning sickness and scan suppressants. Right. I was okay. So it probably is still legal. So he's probably getting know. the script for his morning sickness. That makes sense. I was just wondering if being a scanner was illegal because the world knows. Okay, I do remember one thing. I remember that in part two of Scanners, mm-hmm. like like governments knew about scanners yeah. and like then somebody broadcast something and like the world knew about scanners. However, this is also 15 years before too cuz we're in the past right now. Oh, that's so true. So are we in the that's part true. where we we're don't probably that oh, shit hasn't I didn't happened even yet. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. But I mean, again, if he's a full-grown man, yeah. and he was a baby that was an ephemeral baby, uh, yeah. Well, it, it might be it might be concurrent with Scanners one. I'm not good with math, so it all checks out. It probably checks out. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah, because it would have been early '80s when yeah, Scanners or maybe came maybe out. Ephemeral doesn't make Scanners. It's just a uh, it can make Scanners. Yeah, or maybe they just made that part up. <laughs> maybe they just made it up. Um, so he's he's like he's gonna go steal some money from. He's like, okay, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go get some money. Um, but his he but before he gets to get out the door, he his psychotic episode gets really bad, and he like he heads into the bathroom and he's holding his head and he's freaking out and screaming. We start hearing we start hearing his voices get louder and louder and louder, and then he stares into the mirror and grabs his face and who's this? It's a little guy. Oh, it's a little baby <laughs> face <laughs> popping out of his forehead. Hey, a cute little human head emerges from the left side of his face. Oh, hey, who's that over there? Oh. It's another little friend. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Coming out of the right-hand side of his face. Neat. Uh, and and so, then dude in the middle is just overzealous as hell because he just breaks right through the skin. <laughs> yes. And now he's got three faces yep. ripping out of his call forehead. Call me three-face. Call me three-face. Four if it count me own. That's Oh, good point. Um... So and this looks so cool. It this is brought I mean, to us by our good friend, uh, friend of the show, John Carl Beekler. Yeah, John Carl Beekler did the effects for this, and I think, I think it would not be uh, overstating to say that this might be his best makeup movie. I think this is probably one of the, like a triumph for, for him. Oh yeah, everything in this movie is a plus. Yeah. If you told me that like Rob Botton had worked on this movie, I would go, yeah, that that makes sense. Like everything is, I couldn't imagine how you could do it better. Yeah, uh, with the technology of the time, um, beautiful and such beautiful things for like such short screen time too. Like right, like man, that giant insect the monster giant is insects. amazing, <laughs> and it's like, did he just have that already kicking around, or was no. that specifically built for this one? How 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 much they do you see of it? Three seconds, built four it seconds. That. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> Very effects heavy. This movie, it, and this is also from that era when this was like the the gore zone era of like let's go crazy. Okay. So, um, okay, so he comes back into the room with his kid, and he's like, "Ah, can't you see them? Can't you? What are you? T- what, Dad? What are you talking about? You can't see the forehead I babies. I can't see your forehead babies. You're going crazy." <laughs> And uh, it turns out that while Dad was having his little breakdown, uh, the landlord was bringing police to the apartment to get them evicted because they haven't paid rent in two months. Or left. Or gone anywhere. Or Right. And they've, they've been just they're crazy. Gone. They're crazy. Get the crazies out of here. Get them out of there. And so uh, the landlord unlocks the door and 
Scanner Dad grabs a straight razor, which seems pretty superfluous once the rest of this stuff goes down. It's like, <laughs> oh, why are you bringing a knife to a scanner fight? It seems like a pointless thing. But he uh, he clearly doesn't need it because he throws the cop through the window in a scene that is like speak not just effects the the action in this movie is brilliant. Oh like, yeah, the the stunts are great. <laughs> that like. That is one of the most convincing, like, psychic throw somebody through a wall things I've ever seen. It's just as convincing as that 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 uh, mugger that gets spun later. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty stupid, um, but fun. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that is another thing about this. I'm not a hundred percent sure again because I have not seen the the other scanners movies recently, but definitely they have started adding new features to this. It feels more like the dad in Firestarter than it does the people in Scanners. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, uh I like Scanners 1, we were talking about like you were it was all about getting into people's heads. Yep. And the the result the reason people's heads exploded was because it was too intense and all their blood vessels explode at once or whatever. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a physical force. In this it's just like I'm gonna make your head explode. Right. <laughs> it's it's like well, I mean, I'm gonna make your head explode, I'm gonna talk to a computer, I'm going to you know, like he's got magic <laughs> he's he on that computer part. He has magic powers, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the, the oh, he's a magician. In this, this is more like an X-Men movie. Yes. This is like, he is, he's an X-Man, uh, which is fine by me. This is more like a, like a Stephen King treatment of psychic powers, where it's like sort of supernatural and it's got terrible side effects, but like you can do crazy shit with it. You know, like in Firestarter when he gets all the coins out of the, <laughs> out of the payphones. Yes. I kind of have a feeling they're never going to let him off the um, perp sketch desk. After oh, the, hell no. After that. <laughs> I mean, if anybody comes in, he's just going to scan them and then touch the computer. <laughs> and like, that's going to be his whole job from now on. I mean, that's that is part of this where it's like, how much. Okay, because we're not really shown how much this inhibits his psychic abilities when he takes the ephemeral because he. Vitamins. Right. Because the, that first day on the job, he forgets one pill. And he has enough psychic power to stop a guy cold. Yeah. Before he kills him. So, can he just like skip a dose and then he's got got his psychic powers back, or is he getting? They really don't do a great job explaining that. I. It's true, and I feel they like... they kind of just drop that line, like, "Holy shit, what happened?" He's like, oh, "I forgot to take my vitamins, so I could right. do. My, I could do psychic powers for a second. Right. Like, and I think. I'm pretty sure that what they're implying in the movie is that he's getting stronger the longer he stays off the ephemeral, but he's also getting crazier. Crazier, exactly. Because his his abilities are getting overwhelming, and they're going to to take him over. Yeah. But he's got, as he keeps, he does demonstrate more and more psychic ability. Or could the ephemeral possibly just damper the voices, but he could still do the the move shit, Anesis? Maybe. It's. I mean, th- that's not what the the doctor says that it dampens telekinesis. Oh, okay. Oh, that is so. Sad. Yeah, but I don't know. But I, he's a bad doctor. <laughs> he is. Don't worry. He gets what's coming to him yeah. though, which is was kind of nice. I liked wrapping up that loose end yeah. later on. That was nice. Um, okay. I hear that. 
<laughs> so he ah uh, because of the thing in his ear i get it yeah. now all right uh okay so he he blows the one cop through the wall kills him i think we assume and then mustache cop who looks like kind of a low budget stacy keach shows up and he's like he has a gun on him and dad's about to murder this guy. He stopped him from, from shooting him, and he's, a, he's about to make his head explode. He's doing the thing. Yep. He's got the veins, and he's popping out. And Samuel, the little kid, is like, no, don't do this. And he scan blocks his dad. He's like, no, stop. And he lets go. The cop recovers, and, um, and dad throws Samuel psychically into a chair. And when Samuel hits the chair and kind of like knocks his head, dad's like, oh, fuck, I'm a monster. What have I done? And that gives the landlord, who apparently has gone and gotten his shotgun, a second to blow him away. Yep. Bye, dad. That then pisses off Samuel, who's like, you killed my dad. And he starts scanning He starts scanning the, uh, the landlord. And, you know, mustache cop is like, hey, buddy. You don't want to do this. And he's like, okay. I guess I don't. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I did you, didn't want did to you, murder him. Did you recognize who Mustache Cop is? No. Uh, Duke Henry the Red from uh, Army of Darkness. It must be one of Henry's yeah. men. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I did not notice that, and that is absolutely amazing. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Thank you for that. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. Uh, okay, so... The cop it's who, weird too that they named him Mustache Cop. <laughs> I mean, the I'm movie, surprised to see that in the credits. The movie should have been about Mustache Cop and called Mustache. <laughs> Call cop. Commander Mustache Cop. <laughs> so okay, the cop who nearly exploded, aka Mustache Cop, is taking pity on the kid, and he, because this is the '80s, and I guess this was okay. He's like, I'm just gonna borrow this child from the crime scene and take him to my house. That should always happen in the 80s. That's so crazy. That is so crazy. Should you get him some psychological help and maybe put him with a psychiatrist? For no, just for, nah, nah. We got fried chicken at home. He good. <laughs> he's, he's not good. A therapist isn't going to give him fried chicken, so fuck that. He comes home with dad. Maybe one would. That's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, but... Dad says that Samuel saved his life, and they start getting attached to the kid. They put him to bed because they're, he's gonna stay with them. They've basically adopted this child before. Oh yeah, <laughs> before they've even like gotten him. It's like, so his much cheaper than going through up. all that paperwork and shit. I assume they don't even bother adopting. No, him. they've never did that. <laughs> they just they just let him live in the house. Um, Nobody was looking for him. <laughs> it's true. Um, he, they were scheduled to take him to the psych ward, but. You know, they're starting to get attached, but that he does bring them down. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna take you out to this to this thing, and we'll see how it goes." I bet these people are pretty nice. Oh, I mean, these people I are awful. I bet they're pretty well adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> Walk through the halls, the big open doors where people are getting like crazy Ghostbusters style electroshock therapy. <laughs> With the Gozer hat on and like, yeah, it looked just like Andy Samberg in that thing too. <laughs> it did look like Andy Samberg. Um, weird, like a really, really like it was a horrifying scene of like, like crazy, crazy horrors. And <laughs> the cop takes him in to see this doctor, and you know the cop's not paying close enough attention here because he watches him strap this child to a chair, and he's like. <laughs> 
well, this is... It's a normal doctor evaluation. It was a little odd. And he's like, okay. He tells him, he gives him some backstory. I brought Timmy in for his physical. Cool. Put a straitjacket on him <laughs> and strap him into that chair. Yeah. I mean... To <laughs> now be, cough. To be fair, he absolutely can kill you with his mind. Yeah. So I can see why. Uh, but we we find out more about, you know... All of this, whatever's going on, it's crazy. It's an exposition dump. It's, here. It is. It's an expo dump. But it's also we learn that this this doctor has a superpower too. He takes the uh, he takes the ephemeral bottle, puts it up to his nose, and he's like, "Oh, ephemeral." <laughs> yeah. He can smell drugs. <laughs> maybe ephemeral smells like it. Maybe I. I just some want, drugs do have a smell. True, but like I, vitamins do. I, he does call them vitamins. I would like to give everyone out there a free bit of advice: don't sniff the powder in random medicine bottles. <laughs> oh, what is that? Oh, it smells like uh, oxycontin. Woo! Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but I guarantee, like you could. This cocaine smells funny. You know what smell I like is Flintstones vitamins. Okay, that's good. And I bet you haven't had one of those in forever. I know exactly what it smells but like. But I bet you remember yeah, exactly uh, what those Flintstone vitamins smell like. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen one of those in years, and I absolutely, my brain registers yep, that Yep, same. That's pretty funny. Do they still uh, make those? I think so, yeah. I'm going to get some. Yeah. Ten million <laughs> strong and growing. Yeah. I'll bring some in for you. Thank you. Okay, so... um. Doctor, you know, he's he knows the kid's a scanner, blah, 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 blah. And he pulls out a gigantic needle, which gets double use. They use it later for another scene in the movie. But he's about to inject radioactive dye. Into it's the just kid. radioactive dye. I'm going to inject straight into his brain. Don't, Don't worry, worry about it. Don't worry about this. I'm just going to inject some radioactive dye into this child's brain. Let me just and... overly force his head down while I do it. <laughs> and, this doctor's and... bedside manner is... Terrible. Yeah. Mustache cop is like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Shoves him out of the way, unbuckles him, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, get off. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> and so he takes the kid away. They go outside, and he's like, son, I know my my wife and I were unable to have children, but if you want, you can come stay with us. <laughs> and, uh, and he does. And that's uh, basically we go straight from that adorable little scene straight to his graduation from cop school yeah he's scanner cop now he is now officially well, a scanner cop. I, I will toned down for the moment scanner cop yes uh at a the house rolled up scanner cop right they they have a fun little party for him back at their house it looks like a bunch of mormons celebrating <laughs> like it's With the a most, nice police badge cake this is the tamest looking like hi everyone we're like standing in a circle Nobody knows what to say to anybody. It's like <laughs> church basement stuff. Uh, but they did have a really nice cake. Um, but forget that now. We're going to go see some cops walking into a walking into a diner. Yeah, I hope they get food. <laughs> nope. They order it, and the guy behind the counter guns them both down. And then the, as she's dying, the second cop shoots him dead. Yes. So... Um, why did this guy kill these cops? We'll find out. We will. Also, that diner looks suspiciously like the Blood Diner, Tutman Diner. No, I think it was. I don't know. Didn't they have a time to eat clock on the outside of Tutman as well? Yeah. I think that might be a. Re- I think they might have redressed that for huh. the tut for Blood Diner. Um, That'd be a neat fun fact. That would be. I. I should. Find I was that wondering out. why there was that brain with the eyeballs in the jar <laughs> on the, that in the background. Been, it looked. It looked so familiar. <laughs> yeah. That diner looked so familiar. Um, okay. Uh, 
we go to a newsstand. I was going to say, yeah, newspaper man. Uh, and this same kind of thing happens. A cop comes up and tries to buy a paper, and uh, he visualizes a uh, like a like a street hood. He visualizes what like a midwestern racist thinks a gangbanger exactly. looks like. He's literally got a gold dollar sign. <laughs> it's a street hood. <laughs> It's like, oh no! It's I like mean, it's like a it's like a homie from the vending machines come to life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's only his only interaction with any kind of like street culture at all was the movie CB4, <laughs> and he was he just assumes that everyone looks like that. Um, but he sees him. He's got a he pulls out an Uzi, or the he thinks he sees the street hood pulling out an Uzi. But it's just a cop. It's just a cop, but uh, like every news newsstand owner, he has a tire iron clear nearby. Oh, it's a crowbar. Is that what it was? Yeah. Good. And he just beats the ever-living shit out of him with a crowbar. <laughs> His partner then shoots him dead. So, uh, so we, like, what's going on? Why are these people killing cops? Yep. Uh, back at the party, they call Scanner Cop's dad and tell him about the cop killings. Um, then we go out on the street and we see a hot goth lady who works as a fortune teller. She grabs a copy of the paper and smiles evilly at the news of the cop killings. <laughs> this is delighting me for some reason. I'm cartoonishly evil. Oh, she is. She's great at it, too. She's so good. I guess she's a uh, Power Rangers villain, too. No shit. Yeah, I looked her up. She's also in Full House. Yeah. Um, awesome. But, um... Yeah, I don't know Power Rangers at all, but like after watching her performance in this, I can totally see her as a uh, a Power Ranger villain. Was she and Rita Repulsa? No, <laughs> her, her name is Divatox, I think. Uh, you got me. Yeah, I mean, That's like I said, cool. I, I don't. I was just looking up actors. That's amazing. Um, she does a great job hamming it up as an oh, evil. She's so hammy, but so perfect yeah. for this movie. So perfect. I mean, the two of them between like. It's like it's, a, awesome. it's a contest between her and Richard Lynch yes. to see who can look more like they're in a cartoon. They're like Dick Tracy villains they, almost. Absolutely. Yeah. They're like they're so far down the line. And it's funny because Ah, Tin Head and Big Mouth. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a Power Rangers thing too because the like, rest of the movie is pretty gritty and like street and whatever else and then they cut to them and it's like the scenes of like that <laughs> Saban recorded in the US for yep. the Power Rangers stuff and you're like wow that's jarring how cartoonish <laughs> these two living in the basement are but I, I love it um, so she goes through the back door of this fortune teller storefront into a spooky basement down a steam corridor and uh, and she finds Richard Lynch hanging out uh, in what looks strikingly like the basement of pretty much every punk house I've ever played a show in. You know, like the gross rugs hanging on the wall, oh, yeah. and like I was like, wow, this just looks like a sad hippie apartment. Maybe you played there before. I probably have. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's a pretty piss poor lair. Like as far yeah. as like evil villain lairs go, it's not great. She gives Richard the paper, and he gets bent out of shape that the police chief says that the killings are unrelated. Yeah. I'll show you unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, it's it's our buddy Richard Lynch, who is a delight. I can't remember what his actual name is in this. It's Glock or something I think like it's, that. I think it's Dr. Glock. Yeah. Do- Dr. Glock. <laughs> Okay, so you're trying to make something sound not cartoony. What's the name of your evil villain? <laughs> yeah. His name? Dr. Glock. I forgot the fortune teller's name, too. 
Oh, Xena. 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 Oh, what the? That is Power Rangers, dude. Xena we got Xena and, and Dr. Dr. Glock. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, so she holds out some tarot cards, and Richard Lynch grabs one. What do you know? It's the death card. <laughs> I would like to believe that she has a a deck that's nothing but death cards. Oh, of course I, she does. I have a feeling that yeah. that's the case. Um, I watched I watched that, and once they revealed the death, I was just like, oh, yeah, of course, it's death. But then I was just like, oh, of course, it's death. This is so hand-bone. I love well, it. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> what are you going to write in your script? She hands out a, pulls out the tarot deck, and it's like, aha, it's like the, the Knight sword, of the, Pentacles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what tarot is. Uh, like, oh, the three swords of the Damocles <laughs> pond. I don't know what, what but that symbolizes it. death. <laughs> death. Well, you know, it doesn't really mean death. It means change. And so, you know, it could be good or bad. Uh, and you When people it, die, they change. You pulled it upside down, so that <laughs> actually changes it even more. Um Okay. Then a tap it and cast a spell. <laughs> yes, it's it's worth two mana for for a death <laughs> card. Uh, so um, now Samuel goes out on his first day uh, as a cop. He's got himself a gruff partner who's a veteran of the streets. <laughs> uh, he's and he's popping pills like a junkie. He is. This guy can't believe they saddled him with the chief's son. I love when he drops his nightstick and then like points his shotgun right in the other cop's face. <laughs> also, all I- we needed for that scene was a Halloween Five cop music. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, I loved that he got to bring his own shotgun. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, don't forget to bring your shotgun with you to the car. <laughs> Let's bring your shotty to work day. Aren't they usually locked up in the passengers? Like They gotta between... get there somehow. That's well, true. Maybe you have to take them out every night. <laughs> He's probably gonna lock them up there. Um, but yes, that happens. It's also setting us up for the idea that they have random shotguns leaning against their lockers in the locker room, oh, yeah. which is important later, so maybe that that's it's world building. It's it really <laughs> everybody's lugging shotties around. <laughs> that is yes, some really deep... fully loaded and not locked up. This is yeah, it's like George R. R. Martin's scanner cop. <laughs> um, so, so we can't. He's not gonna expect any special treatment from this gruff cop just because he's the chief's son, right? Of course not. Of course not. Uh, he's got his scan suppressing pills, and he's lying to his partner, telling him they're vitamins. I don't understand. That part bothered me where he's like, they're vitamins. Like, dude, that sounds so sketch. You sound like a drug addict. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, why don't you just say you have hypertension or diabetes or any, any kind of any ailment? a million things you there's could There's a million say things you could take a di- asthma, anything. <laughs> nope. He's like, uh, they're, they're, vi- they're vitamins. vitamins. But they only they only work for me. They're custom. I can't let you I have can't, any. Uh, yeah, also, yeah, because, you know, would work. it would upset your pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, I have to crush them up in a little bag and snort them. Uh, <laughs> can you, you stop here? Can I use the dashboard? I also need to rub them in my gums when I've got the, the rest. You don't of turn the turn the air on. <laughs> yeah, he's so sketchy. It's, but you know, this is a pretty silly movie. Um, so they tool around L.A. for a bit, looking for crimes, I assume. And we get, uh, they decided that this looked pretty boring, and so they put a VO about how you need to survive on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was like completely in the first edit. It was completely silent, and they were like, "We gotta put something in here." You know, they could have had Waka Chickas. I think it would have been better than a voiceover, but 
we see a we see a cartoon drug deal from like a after school special going down. The drug dealer's name is Eight Ball, and he's wearing a hat with an eight ball. He is a walking cartoon drug dealer. Uh, it's so sad. Um, <laughs> and the cops know him by Eight Ball. <laughs> I first off, there's that. Secondly. The kids that are at the drug deal look like they just got off the kids bop yeah. set or something. Oh, it's totally. like, what, what the fuck's going on here? Did you just get out of uh, whatever, like some sort of like Sesame Street taping or something? And their dialogue's so hammy too. It's just like, come on, man, I don't got time. I don't got time. Do you want the drugs? I don't got time. Oh, we don't have money. Come on, man, I don't have time. Oh, uh, can we have a freebie? A freebie? Come on, man, I don't have time. You want the drugs? I don't have time. It's like. Oh, uh, yeah. They're all just so bad at improvising that yeah. little small talk. They should. They definitely should have written them lines. For yes, that. absolutely. Um, so they bust him, and I don't know. Maybe it's just that I live in America, but man, this felt disturbingly racist. <laughs> there was something about this bust that I was like, I don't like any of this. Yeah, <laughs> it felt really gross. Um, or maybe it wasn't even a racial thing. Maybe it's because they're going after a known drug dealer named Eight Ball. I mean, the, the, <laughs> there's definitely something about his whole characterization yeah. and previously the gangbanger with the dollar sign neck yeah. chain <laughs> that feels very much like white guy that's never met a black person in their life gotcha. writing, writing yeah. black characters. That kind of Marvel comics in the 70s, like <laughs> 60-year-old white dudes writing Luke Cage, mm. that kind of feel. Um, but either way, they bust poor 8-Ball. Uh, and he just he just disappears off the face of the earth. They name this character. They make him like this important thing. I thought he was gonna have like a triumphant comeback. Like they were gonna need him for something later. And like his <laughs> eight was... ball. Only your cocaine can stop the scanners. <laughs> well, exactly. Like like he was gonna come back and he was gonna be like, I need ephemeral. Yeah. You know, and it's like. Well, that's illegal because of the scanner outbreak, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no. Oh, shit, I got you. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, he could hook him up. I thought it was going to be something, but it turned out that it was just kind of a, a very loose link to this ice house that they go to yep. later on. Um, so two new cops appear in a doctor's office with a gangbanger that they picked up. He needs some medical attention, so they sit him down in a chair and... The doctor takes one look at the first cop, and he sees him as a huge skinless corpse coming for him. He flips out and stabs the cop with a scalpel. Cop's partner grabs a baton and beats the guy to death nearly oh, yeah. well. I mean, beats him unconscious. Makes sense to me. He just stabbed my bud. Was that the uh, was that the evil uh, stepdad from Cameron's closet? I don't remember his face. <laughs> I recognized him from something. I thought it might have been that. Um, okay. Uh, the chief and one of his subordinates take a, a hallway walk and talk. And uh, it's the subordinate is Brown. I can't remember. He's just like Captain Brown or whatever. He's that guy that plays a cop in literally everything. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, mustache? Other mustache Other cop. mustache cop? <laughs> mustache cop number two. Okay, yes. Yes. Mustache two. Yep. And so he... Uh, there, he hands the chief a tarot card uh, that they found on the on the corpse, and we're like, it says, unrelated commander, and he's like, oh shit. I'm being taunted. Yep. He's being taunted by a mastermind super villain. Um, 
we go back to the doctor who stabbed the cop. He's now in a straight jacket and full on catatonic. Uh, the chief tries to get answers, but the hot doctor lady says, there's nothing I can do. I can't read a man's mind. Uh, she is the worst. She's attractive and can't act. And yeah. It's the funniest. <laughs> she reminds me of Hello Nurse from Animaniacs. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what line she had that was specifically a bad read. It was just like, <laughs> oof. She has so many. She is not all of them are bad, but that one was just like. There's one line and I forgot what it was, but it was just like. I, I think the thing about her specifically, I'm doing all I can, Captain. Right. Like, it's just like she is a legitimately <laughs> bad actress. Where like, this is actually a movie that is full of actual actors. Oh yeah. Like pretty much everybody <laughs> on this whole crew is a legitimate Hollywood actor who has had real roles in real movies and continues to act mm-hmm. throughout their careers. And this woman is like some very, very B, like, like sounds like a 50s sci-fi actress. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is terrible. And But again, it's another thing that makes me love this movie. Like her, I love her ironically, but she adds something crazy to this movie again because yeah. she's so okay. she's so flat. It's just yet another quirk of this movie that makes me love it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, but she's figured it out. Yes. So aha, the uh, the chief is like can't read a man's mind. I know somebody who can do that. <laughs> And so we cut to our scanner cop and his veteran partner, uh, who is, like, quizzing him on the details of all the cars that pass by. (laughs) They do, like, really, like, super illegal, just random checks for no reason on every car that goes past. Super weird. Um, But they wind up going to uh, the place where eight ball ball works. works, is what they say. And apparently he works at a place that manufactures ice cubes, Yeah, I guess. I guess somebody has to do that, so that's what they do. <clears throat> they go down, and we meet some uh, some employees at the, <laughs> at the ice house who do not know how to handle police officers. No, they're very bad. <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, hello, officer, what can we do for you? They're like, what are you doing here? You need a warrant to yeah. be here. It's like, <laughs> guys. Get, you, you just made yourself just, look so suspect. Just a, give it but again that's how you waste no fucking time yeah when you have a b movie don't have, have it don't have them fuck around fine we'll, the, we'll come back and get the warrant no just nope exactly <laughs> somebody come out with an ice hook and fight them <laughs> right. that's how you make a shitty movie like this it oh God. i love that. That, that that to me just felt like so double dragon just yes. like thugs coming out of the yes. woodwork you know things <laughs> If you kick the lady, she drops her whip, but it's a sucky weapon, and you probably don't want it. You want the baseball bat, absolutely. But honestly, it's it's all about the uh, it's all about the elbow drops. Yeah. That's that's your that's your clutch weapon in that game. Um, okay, so <laughs> so uh, scanner cop pushes over a bag of ice, and two bags of cocaine fall out. Hey, look. We got snow in our ice. Nice line. <laughs> Pretty good. Fisticuffs, of course, ensue. Uh, we get our double dragon ice hook <laughs> fucking <laughs> crazy person. And, uh, you know, our two cops are, they can fight. So they're taking care of these crooks in a fair fight on their own. 
But then when the third guy comes out, Scanner Cop needs to use his scanner powers. And all of a sudden, in a split second, he's like, oh shit, good thing I didn't take my vitamin this morning. Yes. And instantly we are, I mean, if you are used to scanners, the original scanners, you now see that there is something different about this scanner. He is affecting this guy's arm. He is literally scanning his arm as opposed to scanning his brain and telling him to stop, which is fascinating. Hmm. I don't really quite get what the deal is, but uh, you see the the now trademark veins <laughs> expanding in his arm, and that effect is so good. Yeah. They do such a good job with that. Um, it's so cringy to watch, too. Yeah. Thinking of veins blowing up like that. Yeah. I mean, th- it's it's gross, but it's like, for what they had at the time, the ability to lay foam latex that thin that you can see the blood that they're pumping into it actually, like, expand in the vein. <laughs> and, like, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> Such good effects in this movie. But, so he's holding him back, and uh, he handcuffs our guys, and we're all set. This is, they take everybody down. Um, Okay, so his partner has seen his magical X-Men powers, and he's like, hey, buddy, uh, you want to tell me something? Nope. Nope, I'm fine. (laughs) And luckily, he he gets saved by a call on the radio by dispatch saying that his dad, or the chief specifically, wants to see Sam. Chief Commander Mustache Cop needs to see you. He needs to see you. Uh, at Mustache Command Headquarters. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> get into the Mustache Mobile. <laughs> uh, I wish he had like a helicopter with a big mustache. In the front of uh, okay. Quick to the must chopper. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Dad wants him to use his psychic powers to scan the catatonic doctor. So. That would mean going off his pills, which, you know, he's had this traumatic experience in his life where his his father was like, don't go off the pills and then gets shot to death. So there is a very big mental scar that has formed in this in his prepubescent mind. But I'm going to need you to forget about that. But yeah, his dad's like, could you just forget about that horror for a minute? And he's like, Dad, no, don't do that. I can't do that because it's terrible. Um, and he's like, okay, no, I never should have, I never should have asked you because dad realizes that scanner cop is in the point of his hero's journey where he needs to reject the call to action. Um, and so now back in the sad punk house basement, Richard Lynch and the hot goth lady are injecting the police station's janitor with crazy juice. (laughs) Uh, they, they're strapping people to this chair and they're Ludvico treatmenting him showing shit on the on a screen they make him um think that he's visualizing vietnam soldiers yeah he sees he was in vietnam he sees a Viet Cong soldier when he sees a police officer's uniform <laughs> so another race uh i mean there's a lot of race baiting in this thing <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's pretty weird um, but whatever. <laughs> so our scanner cop goes back into the car with his partner and he is trying to explain why he's not helping. 
He's like, I have to refuse the call to action. He's like, pulls out his copy of Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And he's like, look, (laughs) this is where I am in the hero's journey. I'm supposed to reject the call to action. And then I have my Dark Knight of the Soul. And then he's like, oh, okay, I got it. Got it. Um, So it'd be good tomorrow, right? (laughs) Okay, yes. (laughs) Yeah, once I've I've had my Dark Knight of the Soul. Don't worry, someone just needs to get shot. Uh, That'll come up (laughs) soon. Uh, Also, things may not go well for you. So... Uh, he's like uh, he's about to talk about his scanning abilities they're they're next to their lockers when our Manchurian candidate janitor walks through the door and again we have that thing where the the shotguns leaning up against a locker just randomly loaded shot so he's like ah cop I'm gonna pick this up and shoot him (laughs) yep so he grabs the shotgun kills two cops I think so yeah and then kills I think he shoots three total because he kills his partner as well and so he's holding his partner in, in his arms and his partner's last words basically that he heard were like, oh, why wouldn't you go on? If the chief thinks that you have an ability to help, why wouldn't you help? You know, your brothers are dying out here or whatever. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, shit, I guess I probably ought to do this. Yeah, I guess I'll go help and score some pie for my girlfriend. Yep, <laughs> yep exactly. So he... He marches into the building with new, renewed intensity and purpose. He's like stomping all the way down. He's super like, I'm not taking my vitamins anymore. I'm going off the vitamins. And he like, <laughs> he says to his dad, I'll do it. And, you know, whatever. So, uh, the the doctor they bring him into the into the office, and he's in his full police uniform. And of course, the the straitjacket doctor is like, ah, <laughs> fucking monster again. And they're like get out of your goddamn police uniform you fucking idiot <laughs> i didn't brief him on that before <laughs> you would think that there would be a yeah they, they would stop people at the door from coming in yeah the, if she knew that but whatever um just a little oversight yeah so they take him out of his cop uniform and set him across what looks like a ping pong table but it's <laughs> some sort of interrogation table it's a ping pong table it's a ping pong table um from this guy and he proceeds to scan him. Um, he does the, it'll be very familiar to people who've seen scanners. He just does the thing where he's make grimacing, a lot of facial, facial expressions, trying to make his veins pop out of his head yep. as much as possible. <laughs> um, he sees the whole, the whole thing that happened before he through the guy's eyes. And then he does this really crazy move where as he's seeing it, he's like, once he sees the monster, he slams his head on the table, which was very dramatic. I really liked that. That was super effective physical acting. Like, it looked great. Um, So uh, he explains what happened to everybody. Uh, Mustache cop number two, I think his last name is Brown, doesn't believe in scanners. Oh, he hates this shit. He doesn't believe this <laughs> bullshit. Um, but, which, again, it's very unclear how... What time period of scanners... Right, exactly, because people place? know about scanners. And now we're into the present. We're so, into the present, yeah. and people know that they exist. Like, they keep running into people who are like, oh, he's a scanner. And they're just like, I know what that is. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, the the doctor, the evil doctor... He knows what a scanner is. Yep. Xena knows what a scanner is. Oh, the yeah. police chief knew what a scanner was. Mm. Um, yeah, it was like, I think it was explained to him even even when he was a kid 
I think they say, oh, they were scanners. Yeah. And they explain it to them back then. Maybe this is one of those guys that's just like, it's all fake news. Like, he just will not believe <laughs> just in scanners. Just no matter what. Yeah. You would imagine that this would be big news and they would be huge celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> like, that people would be exploiting them left and right. And you'd be afraid to be around. They'd be like a... Like the Twilight Zone cornfield kid, right? Exactly. I mean, you. I would imagine that they would be completely shunned. That you would, you wouldn't want to be around them because they can read your thoughts, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "Oh, this is super fucking creepy." You know, it would be an X Men situation. Yeah, it would be you know, a world that fears and loathes them. Mm. Uh, but I guess people just forgot about them or something. <laughs> so, all right. Um. They get called back into the other room, and the doctor has killed himself somehow. Like, they leave the room for a minute, and somehow he slits his own throat or something. Whoopsies. Yeah, I don't even know what, what happened, but he's dead. So, um, Scanner Cop is off-duty now. He's going to get some groceries. How do I know <laughs> that there are groceries in that bag? Why, of course, there's a sprig of celery sticking out of the top of it. <laughs> I was disappointed that there was not a baguette because it's supposed to be a sprig of celery baguette so that you know that it's groceries. Yeah. But his one bag of his sad bachelor life of like a bag full of celery sticks. Uh, he's putting he's it like, into I'm his. I'm going to make ants on a log. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy them on my patio while I watch a soccer game. Well, I'm going to enjoy them in my $1.5 million cop home. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Up in the hills? What? Yeah, yeah, that is that is. Sus- he is stealing money from the evidence locker, bro. <laughs> I think he's just like he's walking downtown and convincing people to give him home loans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you will approve this loan. You will forget that you approved this loan, and then he gets free house. Good for him. Uh, hey, man, in this economy, you got to do what you can. <laughs> Uh, but he's, he's scanner scammer, <laughs> Sc- scammer cop, <laughs> scammer cop. So, uh, so he's out in this parking lot, and he overhears as as all cops in movies do. Overhears a woman being mugged in the parking lot by three dudes. Uh, uh, two, is it? Yeah, there's just two. Oh, I thought there was a third one that pulled the gun later, but maybe he's the same person. I thought he's the second one. Okay, so two guys. Uh, one of them has a gun and he doesn't have his gun on him, uh, but he has been off his medication. So he's fairly confident that he can scan them all to death. Uh, he pulls his badge and, uh, and frightens one of them. They pull a gun on him, but then he stops them and reads their mind and freaks them all out. And then the other guy pulls a gun and he... (laughs) Describe what happens to this this poor man. He shoots him straight backwards, like fifty feet, while he like twirls in the air in the in like like he's got a pivot on his waist. <laughs> if you will remember back to a film that we did uh, called Ninja Three: The Domination. Yes, exactly. If you remember her her exorcism scene, I do, where she was like wrapped in the <laughs> exactly like, like that, only <laughs> flying backwards in a straight line. Yes. Like and into those, a telephone pole. Like one of those toys on a rubber band that you pull and it like flips. Yes. <laughs> it was just end over end, which is, it looked stupid. There's no question about it. It looks hilariously stupid. But also, it looked good. Oh, yeah. 
So it was foolish, but good. It wasn't fool like it wasn't right. stupid. You weren't like, oh, I see exactly. I see the how wires. They do I see this. the yeah. I was like, I I legitimately don't know how the fuck they did that. Nope. Like I could not, for the life of me, figure out how he they did that. He kind of flew uh, to bring back Army of Darkness. He kind of flew like yeah. ash through the <laughs> straight back. Yeah, yeah. It, that it was it was bonkers. Uh, but yes, so this lady now knows that he's a scanner, and she don't care. She's she just happy to be care. saved. She's just happy to be saved. <laughs> um, she's like, "How did you do it?" He's like, "Power of suggestion." I suggested that he flip a thousand times and slam into a light <laughs> lamppost. Um, so he goes home and he's taking a shower and he starts looking in the mirror. He's hearing voices now. Uh oh. He's got to control this. This is very. This is looking very similar to a thing that happened to his dad a while back. He's in the bathroom. He's looking in the mirror. We're hearing some shit. Uh, he's like, "Okay, fine. I'm just gonna go outside and watch." The soccer game, because that's why I bought this house, is because it overlo- <laughs> I love kids overlooks soccer the soccer games. field. I love <laughs> elementary school soccer. It's just my favorite thing. Um, and he's hearing every single person on the playing on the field. He hears all of their thoughts and the coaches and the people in the crowd. Like he just hears everything. Um, the chief has now put the entire force on high alert. He's like everybody in civilian clothes. I think this is such a cool original. I've never seen this concept before. Yeah. Like somebody, various randos are killing cops because they have cop uniforms. So I'm ordering all of my cops to go plain clothes. Yep. It's neat. It is. Um, and now the chief is putting scanner cop on the team with Inspector Brown, who is the, who is his evil scanner opposite. skeptic. Yeah. He's the, he's the scully to his Mulder, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and we see Richard Lynch laughing at his police command too, which is great. <laughs> oh, I... arrogant! <laughs> you fool! It's so fun. It's like a cutaway from a video game. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. like a cutscene from a Resident Evil game. Mm. Like you're looking at Wesker, looking and looking down at you <laughs> as he's trying to control his transformation. You uh, are almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to give you this lock pick because you're the master of unlocking. <laughs> uh, okay. So Brown decides to punish our scanner cop because he's the superior officer. And he's like, okay, scanner cop, here, why don't you read a bunch of these? This is going to take you all night. I'll go get the coffee. But guess what? You know what else? What new superpower he's got? Yeah, I couldn't believe the scene. Speed reading. <laughs> he turns into Johnny Five. I love it. Need input. <laughs> and he flails through every friggin' police file. This is with his fingers reading it like Johnny Five. It's so bonkers. Yeah, not to get too comic booky on this, but this definitely falls into uh, like '60s Superman shit. Yeah, where like. Oh, today we we have somebody who's like, uh, he's going to destroy the world with hot dogs. Well, I need my mustard vision now. And so they create a new whatever. Yeah. And it's like, 
every, every Superman, time. he's hidden the clues in this 8,000-page tome. Good thing I have super reading power. Exactly. <laughs> Each week, for whatever he needs, he develops a new yeah. superpower, and that's exactly what our guy does. Yes. He needs to read fast. He needs to communicate with a computer. Don't whatever. need to get me started on the sketch. sketch. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> Coming up. It's so good. Um, okay. I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes when that happened. Yeah, but he goes through. He speed reads everything, and he's got it all memorized. He's like, holy shit. You couldn't possibly have read all of that. And he's like, what about this? And he quizzes him on something. He's like, well, he was this, and his blood type was this. <laughs> okay. Um, and so now the – this – speaking of parts that make no sense and are, again, delightfully insane. So this doctor was a colleague of these two doctors that were holding him when he was in the straitjacket. Right? Which doctor? The, the straitjacket doctor. Was a colleague of... Well, of the doctors that were holding him, right? I think so. I think so. And so now, he was not only their colleague, their patient, now they have to do the autopsy on him. So oh, yeah. the same lady that was, like, with him, <laughs> like, her, her job description is mental. <laughs> she has to do everything around here. But they're like, well... I guess we got to saw the top of his head off to find out what was in his brain. Um, and so they, they're like about to pull out the cranial saw and they're like, look, there's a little microscopic puncture. I see this tiny. I can see this microscopic puncture. Yes. And they're like, well, let's get in that brain and find out what's in there. And so, uh, she's, they learn that he was injected with this, whatever it is, the is it probably the same it's a hallucinogen we don't yes. know what it is i mean is it the same thing that the doctor was going to inject the kid with way I don't back in the day i think so because I, I think it, he was actually injecting he said it was dyed to okay. go check out the so i think he was actually doing it for i don't think he was making the kid trip or anything they yeah. just happened to be the exact same color and in the exact same syringe that they use later yes perfect um roger okay. corman school of uh <laughs> i mean listen money saving it, conserve money wherever you can okay i didn't i didn't notice that only you did freak freak <laughs> um okay so they go back to the chief after learning this and they're like here's the deal that's a manchurian candidate thing uh, they've got hallucinogens poked into their thinky parts deal with it that way so they convince them that blah 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 now they see uniforms and they kill them so then our goth lady, in a really quick scene, kidnaps some blonde lady. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which blonde lady it was. Oh, it's... It's, it's the, a, the wife of another cop. The wife of a cop, that's right. Um, the hot doctor takes our scanner out to dinner, uh, and then that cop goes home to his kidnapped wife yeah. uh, in his normal clothes, and she's menacingly cutting cabbage. Yeah. He grabs her butt... And she's like, no, stop it. I'm cutting cabbage. <laughs> and he's like, cutting cabbage is illegal in this part of town. Let I'm, me show you my, my badge. badge. <clears throat> so oh, Holy shit. Can you? This plan rested on him showing her his badge. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I think she would have seen it anyway, though, because they wear it on their belt. It was just like coincidental that he shoved it in his face. I think that was what the maybe because that's because once once 
Xena and Glock find out that... I thought he had it in his back pocket. <clears throat> Once they find out that, like, oh, they've put him in plain clothes, yeah. we get that other great cutscene with Lynch going, Oh, Harrigan, clothes don't make the man. <laughs> and so then he switches the trigger to the badge. However, most plain cop, plain clothes cops just have that on their belt, you know? Right. Yeah. So they're just setting... She would have seen it eventually. Eventually. Okay. But he was just like... It just, like, worked out perfect that he was just like... Yep. Illegal cabbage cutting. <laughs> and, and look she, at my bag. And now she sees him as a weird, crazy alien insect. Alien. It looks so cool. Whatever. Yep, super cool. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I mean, you get to see it for a literal two seconds. Yeah, it was a very quick cut. I was, <laughs> I mean, I liked, I liked most of it, but the only thing I didn't like about it was like how kind of uh, like the weird video background to it mm -hmm. I felt like we could have just seen that thing in. I would have liked to have seen it in the kitchen yeah that would have looked neat you know what I mean like I don't know why she needed to see it in a hellscape I like because it probably wasn't built in that kitchen it was probably it, probably <laughs> I think in fact I, I feel like I remember them saying that they had to build it in his workshop yeah and so and I, they probably I, just yeah, put a green screen that's behind exactly it why. Yep. yep answered uh okay so, because I wish for that too. Like after she killed him, like and she was scared in the chair. I wish yep. we got her point of view looking down and seeing this giant, yeah, bug dead on the floor. You know, oh my god, that would have been great. Yeah, like she's still she's still seeing the big giant bug she killed after she killed him. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, okay, so now we go to the the romantic dinner that the scanner and the doctor are having in the cafeteria. And before he makes that weird line too, she's like. What's, I'll take you out to dinner. And he's like, I got a gun. We can eat for free. Like, what did that mean? Like, he's just... You're going to threaten people with your gun for free dinner, cop? That's literally what this <laughs> fucking pig said. Um, <laughs> fascist motherfucker. Uh, and then it's like, I would have thought, like, your scan brain would be way more effective than a gun for a free meal, well, too. Well, I mean, just in general, it is a much... It's a lot easier. And, <laughs> and to that end... He is not above abusing his psychic abilities. No, with the pie. Like, literally, she doesn't grab pie in time from the shitty cafeteria where they're grabbing food. And he's like, I'm going to scan your wrist and make you put that pie back on my girlfriend's plate. Yeah, he literally manipulates this woman's mind into giving back the pie. Hey, man, it's a lot of meringue. <laughs> you don't fuck around with <laughs> it. It looked shit. good. Um, that was, yeah... That was a disturbing abuse of power, though. Yeah. Like for our hero to do something like that, <laughs> I was not. I was not into that. Um, so, uh, the cops show up at the stabbed cop's house, uh, or the his partner shows up to bring him to work. He goes around back because he can't get in the front, and he finds the cop dead on the floor, and his wife is like sitting on the counter with the knife, staring at him, completely catatonic, like yeah. everybody has been. Um, they, they make some weird, I guess because they liked the way that it looked in the, in the garage, they make a flimsy excuse that the oven was left on. So now the body smells terrible. Yeah. Which, uh, whatever. It's so, it's some excuse to get her out into the garage for this scanning session. Well, before that, we also have the oddest thing ever where he's like, you're going to need these. It stinks in there. And he gives him cigars. So every all cops are smoking yep. cigars around the crime scene 
to mask the smell of the but yeah. what? <laughs> I, that can't be a thing. I don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it was. It really stinks in there. Go get our smell cigars <laughs> out of the glove box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that uh, like medical students don't they put like vapor rub under their noses? Well, that would make sense. Everybody smoking cigars, whether they smoked or not, make sure, does make not sure make you, sense. Make sure you're tipping ash all over this crime scene. That too. Yeah, that's gonna be great. <laughs> I think that the person here must have smoked cigars. There's ash all over the corpse. Uh, no, so sorry. That was, uh, that was us. It really stunk in here. <laughs> so we smoked cigars. <laughs> you guys are all fired. Um, so, all right. So now they're in the garage. She's hooked up to an EKG, and they have Sam there to scan her so that they can figure out who it was that did this thing. He goes back. He sees the whole event. We see the monster again for a minute, so that was cool. Um, and then he's like, no, I got to go back further to see what the thing was. So he goes back even further into her mind, and she starts getting the telltale signs of somebody whose head's about to explode. Yep. She's getting the little little veins. But he ain't picking up that message, man. No, he's, <laughs> again, he's kind of... It's doing that thing where it's like he's kind of addicted to his powers kind yep. of thing, too. And so he's like, I've got to find this guy. And and Richard Lynch is doing this, like, shadow puppet thing where he's, like, up against a background. And he's just, like, not letting himself be seen. And He's just almost about to be seen. So close. But then they break contact because... Because she was literally hemorrhaging out of her face. Yeah, and they've seen the other movies. Exactly. <laughs> they saw the first scanners. Uh, they know what's going on. So we... Uh, oh, that's right. He, um, they're all... All the cops are basically like, this guy's fucking... He's a loose cannon. We need to stop him. Mm-hmm. Get him back on ephemeral. He is too dangerous to be doing this. But he's like, no way. He's like, no, give me one more day before I go back on the ephemeral. Um, we do a scenic downtown tour of L.A. Well, he's going to find he, he saw in her head where she got kidnapped. Did he? Yes. That's that's how he found the place. It's weird because it felt almost like he was reading every single person on the street's mind. Well, he was doing that, too. But like, OK, I think for clues. Right. But like yeah, it's, that's how he found where that parlor, where the the okay, um, the, what do you fortune, the fortune teller? teller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so he goes in there for a psychic reading. I guess she's a low powered scanner, is my is my guess. That or she's an actual psychic. Cause she, I mean, maybe that's a thing too. Yeah, <laughs> because she seemed to be able to read his mind a certain amount. Yep. Yeah, I think she was just a psychic. Well, I mean, in this world, a psychic is a scanner, I think. Yeah. So she's just, like, not a super powerful scanner. Okay. Um, and so he notices that this is going on, and she's, like, saying, mm, you're going to make a move into law enforcement. Yeah. Like, she knows who he is, oh, and yeah. she understands. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, two can play at that game. He starts scanning her, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Her nose starts bleeding. He's, like, really really powering down on her and he sees Richard Lynch's face. So he scans her mind, sees who he is and then breaks contact and she wipes the blood away and she's like, get out, 
And he's like, okay, and pays her, <laughs> which was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, so they have a, a villain moment where they watch him go by, and she's like, he's a scanner, yeah. and he's very powerful. And Richard Lynch is like, mm, we're going to have to look out for him, or this is getting exciting, or whatever whatever <laughs> dumb villain, villain thing, thing oh, he yeah. says. Um, so uh, this is where he goes to the... <laughs> the police sketch artist who is using freaking Microsoft Paint as a yeah. sketch and so they're tool. using one of these like 90s computers that can that has a bunch of types of eyes, types of chins, types of noses in it. And you know, you're supposed to slowly compile it to be like does it look like this? Does it look like this? Yeah. Uh, and it's going too slowly for him. He's like, "I know what he looks like." Here, step aside. Let me put my hands against this computer and totally Scan through all billions of these JPEGs. Yep. Like Johnny Five again. Exactly. But, you know, the thing is, he wouldn't have been able to get in, but she told him his, the computer's name. It was Betsy. <laughs> Hello, Betsy. I'm Sam. <laughs> Let's get to know each other better. Ay, ay, ay. It was so cornball, but I loved it. And, yeah. and also, I thought the effects looked really cool, too. The digital effects of that, you know, Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Slowly turning into Richard Lynch. It looked like, great. I thought it looked really cool. It yeah. looked great. Um, again, I'm. It's funny because this is how you make a superhero movie. You know, like this is in effect a superhero movie. Yeah. Like, I think this might. I think I would go out on a limb and say this might be one of the better superhero movies made in this era. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best. In this like in this little time period, I can't think of anything else that would have been around here, like the shadow. In, in maybe. what year? What year, what year is was this? this? I guess I don't even remember. Me neither. It was early nineties. I would guess I like think. early nineties. Yeah. Yeah, like there wasn't anything else good. In Batman. No, oh, that's true. There was Batman. <laughs> I don't even think of that as a that's <clears throat> that's kind of a thing of its own. That was unrepeatable. Yeah, it's a superhero movie. That's true. Um, I would say that this and Batman were the two best superhero movies made. Most in people that. think that. <laughs> I you see it on a lot of <laughs> <laughs> top but, ten lists. But that's the thing is that Batman is easy because he has no superpowers. Yeah. Um, and this is a superpower, and I think it's it's very hard to make that work, and it has been really hard until Iron Man. Like nobody could really do it. Yep. And this kind of nails it. Yeah. Especially because it's a it's a very specific like you know if you made an x-men movie in this era this guy probably could have pulled off an x-men movie yeah like that's which is a crazy thing to think um too bad i would have liked to have seen a 90s x-men movie actually (laughs) um okay so we find out that he was sort of a cult leader, some sort of whatever he was like. He was experimenting yeah, cause, on... Yeah, because Mustache Commando totally recognizes him right off the bat. He's like, oh, crap. Oh, shit. It's this guy that I shot in the head a yep. bunch of years ago, which, of course, stands to reason because he has a vendetta specifically against this police chief. Anybody would have a vendetta against somebody that shot them in the head years ago. True. Um, I mean, most kind people... Of a, kind of a weird thing that he would just target all cops. Like, Well... Or I guess he's just that uh, psycho. Yeah, he's just that psycho. I always but thought the motivation was a little weak in that section. 
I it's mean, like, oh, this cop shot me in the head, like, because I was doing illegal shit. Now I'm going to target all cops. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I think he's also, like, he's targeting all cops, but I think he's also, like, specifically because he's the police chief, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to kill a bunch of cops. You're going to look like an idiot because you can't stop it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to prove that I can fully dominate you on every level, and then I'm going to have someone kill you. Yep. And I think that makes sense. I kind of get that. Um, this is almost exactly the same plot as the Black Widow movie that came out this year. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, they were all scanners. But, uh, yeah, and then we find out that, yeah, after he shot him in the head, he went to the, the, the mental institution where he met our doctor, what we met 15 years ago, that yes. um, was rough to Sam. Yes. And he befriended that doctor and let him do outside walks. And then he stabbed him in the ear with the pen and escaped. <laughs> but what we really learn, which I don't understand. Um, he I, was I, doing brain experiments. What more do you need to know? <laughs> okay. But I would have liked like a tiny little bit to be like, he had taken a bunch of these crazy experimental hallucinogens himself. Yeah. And so when he got shot, his brain... Because his brain reformed super quickly and, like, something happened. Mm-hmm. I would have almost liked it if it was like, oh, he became his own type of scanner. You know, yeah. like or, like, he had synthetically created, recreated the scanner abilities. That would have been neat, yeah. You know, or whatever. And so there was, like, a, a battle of wills at the end that was more than just, like, random guy against a super-powered character you know yep. what i mean because he's just a dude with a plate in his head yeah it wasn't like he was fighting back yeah nobody was like i wonder if richard would live this like septuagenarian is going to take this guy or whatever <laughs> he is he's like the guy's like probably 60 years old yeah. is what he looks like in this you don't think oh boy i hope scanner cop's gonna win you just you know you he's know going he's gonna to, win because he's oh yeah he's scanner cop he's scanner cop so i would have liked to have seen a little superpower on on richard lynch's end but he does he does have the the ability to regenerate his brain super fast um uh, so while uh richard lynch then kidnaps a secondary mustache cop captain brown or whatever his name yep. is and he spills the beans about who this guy is he's like that scanner is the, the son of the police chief. He's like, the police chief? I don't like that guy. <laughs> this is very disturbing. Um, and so he now has the goods on our scanner cop. Yep. Uh, Sam and the doctor go to the mental hospital, which seems like a terrible decision if you're having a hard time keeping people's thoughts out of your head. <laughs> yes. Maybe don't go to the place that is full of dangerous psychotics. Um <laughs> Believe it or not, it was a bad idea. <laughs> but they they get all of the backstory. They find out all that shit, um, and uh, and he they find out Zena used to visit him there. Yes. So now they know about two of them. Uh, they know know that, you know, they know who the their villains are. I guess. Yeah. So uh, Sam sees that uh, brainwashed Brown is going to be on the way to kill the chief somehow like they they somehow meet up in the like the lobby and we have an elevator race which i thought was hilarious that was hilarious it's like dude take the stairs (laughs) (laughs) keep pressing the button faster faster close door close door (laughs) 
<laughs> that guy's in really good shape. He could have beaten that fucking elevator. Oh yeah, right there. absolutely could have beaten the elevator. Um, and then when he gets up there, he doesn't know where to go either. Like, dude's there going to kill your dad. How about you run to his office? Right. <laughs> so he gets up there and he's like, oh, oh what, what? what? And he hears I a do? gunshot. Then he's like, oh crap! Right, oh yeah, right, that's where right. my dad's office was. <laughs> I mean. You know, in a normal movie, if this was Die Hard, I'd go, "That's unbelievable." But he's got a, he's got like a thousand cops' voices in his head right now while he's going to do this. Yeah, yeah, okay. I feel like it's, I feel like it's okay. But also, if he can hear people's thoughts from like a thousand yards away, why can't he scan that guy in the elevator? I thought the same thing. Like, I thought the same thing with the phone booth too coming up. Yeah. I don't understand. And he's like, any oh crap! There's that girl. Oh, why don't I just scan her and make her turn into a piece of rock right now and just right. wait? <laughs> just hold on. Yeah. Wait for me to show up. I don't know. But either way, he makes it there, kind of in time. He's shot the he's shot the chief in the stomach, uh, and he's about to shoot him in the head yeah. when. Actually, he doesn't make it in time. He doesn't. He well, he d- he makes it in there after he gets shot once, and then he just stands like a moron, and two other That's cops true. take him out. He doesn't even scan his hand to make him stop with the gun like he did before. Yeah, that was weird. No, oh, yeah, it was the cops that stop him. Yeah, again, he is going crazy and under tons of stress. So yeah, I mean, maybe that impeded his judgment. Fair. But yeah, he just walks in. He's like, oh crap. Mm. If only there was something like, oh, crap, I'm a scanner. <laughs> right. <laughs> how oh, did I forget how that? How did I forget? <laughs> I forgot I have magic abilities. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they go down. Uh, him and the doctor are, like, standing in a hallway after this whole thing happens. And he starts hearing Xena's thoughts in the phone booth. Or actually hears her talking. Yeah. And she's literally calling Glock, saying, Dr. Glock, saying, oh, he survived. We're going to have to go after him and murder him some other way. And and he's like, shit. He runs down and she sees him and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and she runs out of, the, out of the phone booth, not looking where she's going, right in front of an ambulance. I loved it. That runs her down. And she is splattered all over the road. Now, this is where this movie takes a super unique twist. Yeah. That I love. Yeah, it goes. So he's like, where is he? You know, I'm going to scan you to get the information. However, she is dying. So as he's scanning her, he is entering hell with her as she's entering hell. Again, if it had been established that she was a scanner. If we had gone further down the road of proving that she was a scanner yep. and she was just a very low-level scanner, she didn't need to take stuff. She could read people's thoughts and she could influence people. You know, that was part of what they were doing in the yep. lab is that she was using her psychic abilities to do this stuff. But she, you know, she wasn't so far down the road that she needed to have ephemeral, blah, blah, blah. I would have liked that. And that would have almost explained this crazy story a little better yep. to me. But either way, it works. It's But it's cool. So it she cool. chases her down this hellish incarnation of the mental home, basically. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she ends up putting, dropping the bars and, and blocking him. And because, yeah, she says that she's going to switch bodies with him yeah. now. Which would have been a thing that you'd go, oh, okay, you're a scanner. Yeah. You know, like, you have- like you said, yeah, she, she, she should have been established as more yeah. like that. 
but then we get this like inception scanner where like he's scanning her on the ground in the real world, but then he's also scanning her yes. in hell and he's not going to let her transfer bodies, so he's doing a last resort effort to explode oh, her head on the way to he hell. Is he blows up her soul's head. Yes. That's <laughs> awesome. So what uh, the uh, hell movie? Absolutely Just... new superpower. I can take your <laughs> immortal soul and blow up its head. <laughs> yeah. And he does. He fucking does. That's 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 so cold. That's so cold. <laughs> but you know he is he, he's on the edge, man. He's a cop. He's a on cop the edge. on the edge. And he's uh, and and he's scanned all he can. He's, yeah. This. This basement is such a good set. We get a ton of effect shots. There's a guy who's getting his brain operated oh, yeah. on. We get lots of Hellraiser looking. Yep. Total the, Hellraiser 2 shit. It's true. I I loved it. I felt like the lighting was kind of poor. It felt too bright. Like it, it should have been a little moodier than it was. Yep. It was it was weirdly it was weirdly brightly lit, but the effects I had zero problem with. No. Um there were some really fun things. We got our only boobs in the movie from a weird lady in hell. And then there was this dude who was like, they were just trying to give him a bath. Yeah. Like, I love, how, like, you know how you want to end on the one that you're really going to freak people out with? Yep. You're like, we've gone from this guy's brain exposed and somebody poking it with pins to this guy needs a bath. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the last yeah. one. That's your punchline to this whole gag. And it's kind of, it's, it's strangely weak. And here's a second of boobs. Enjoy. One second of boobs. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he comes back into the real world after destroying her immortal soul. I mean, I guess he saves her from burning in hell. Yeah. So he's a hero. I, I mean, I guess. And then he's like, crap, I know where he is. I just got to go back to that same stupid set again. God, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes. Now I know where the secret pull string is in the in the right. fortune teller lot. because before they sent the cops in there and they just dick around and they're like they uh, didn't even search the back room it's like i mean i think we all know cops better than to think that they're not going to just start kicking shit oh yeah <laughs> that's like a cop busting in here walking around the aisles to the back and coming back up to the counter and be like nope i guess he's gone I guess like he's gone. never going in the basement or storerooms <laughs> or anything like that's what they did with that fortune teller place yep Oof, man, the, crazy. Joke's on the cops. I'd be hiding in the window display. <laughs> You'd be dressed as a mannequin. I would be a mannequin. That would be great. Um, okay, so he takes a cab to the fortune teller place, and he finally he, he sees that string dangling, and it's kind of moving, so he's like, ah, that must be the steam tunnel blowing on it or whatever. <laughs> he wanders down that steam tunnel, and this... In a movie that is full of insane nonsense, I think this is the most insane nonsense in this whole movie. What's that? The secret steam tunnel underground base? The trap door in the secret steam tunnel <laughs> underground base. So we have Glock He's a sitting villain! There. Okay, sure, he's a villain. How did he know where he was? If there was a trip wire that did it, that's fine. <laughs> he was listening to his footsteps and he's like, I think that he's directly over my 
two foot by two foot trap door right now and pushes a button and he falls through the trap door. And because he is a cartoon of a cartoon, he cannot resist saying, it was nice of you to drop in. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I would say the same thing. I mean, it, it would be unfair. Like you wouldn't. It would be unfair to to miss that opportunity. No James Bond villain would be allowed to let yeah. that let that go. Okay. So, um now he's trapped. He sprays him throughout this movie, they have a little spritzer. The our two villains yeah. have like knockout psst, spray psst, psst. in like a little banaka. Yep. Thing. <laughs> And it, it knocks people out. That's seriously all they did. They bought a freaking thing of a knocker. It was just like, yeah, this is poison spray. Just, yeah. just, just squirt it. Psst. Come with me. Psst, psst, psst. Yep. Mm, minty. I'm so minty. <laughs> and uh, so he's now unconscious and tied up to the rack that they, that they hypnotize people on. This seemed fairly irresponsible on the part of our villain. <laughs> It's it, it it's probably because he had a big chunk of his brain removed <laughs> that, that he didn't. That's a good excuse. That he didn't think you like, oh shit! I, <laughs> you're 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 trying to like stop a scanner who's yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. With rope. <laughs> yeah. His his superpower is in his brain, buddy. And I love this too. So he starts trying to do the whole process where he's just like, here's a, here's a, you're a doctor. Like, or, or here's your dad. And here's me. And you're scared of doctors. You're going to see a doctor when you see your dad and kill him. Ah. No, didn't didn't he do... No, he did himself. What? I think he showed... I think he showed a picture... I think it was a picture of Richard Lynch and then a picture of his dad. Like, he was going to see Richard Lynch when he saw his dad. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was the deal. No, that's what he did to Brown. Mustache cop number two. That's oh, why mustache that cop it. saw Richard Lynch as him. Oh, no, that's he basically right. said like you're you have, you're afraid of doctors, so you're gonna see a doctor when you see your dad, and you're gonna kill him. And then he was just and then and then so scanner cop was just like, I'll just scanner cop scan your blow up your video player. I mean, of all the things that he could do, I mean, he could have also blown up his head. Clearly, yeah, you know, like I, it's interesting that he didn't bother trying to scan this guy, but maybe he was like. I'm on low power because I'm just recovering from my knockout juice. Oh, yep. Whatever. So I love it how he just like starts blowing up his video equipment so he can't hypnotize him. And Richard Lynch like, ah, I'm an idiot. Fuck this. I'm going out myself and doing this. <laughs> yeah. He, he definitely has a hilarious moment of giving up. Yeah. It's funny that because he, he's always been like the man behind the shadows, and then yeah. once this happens, he's like, "Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm okay, just going. Fine. I'll just I'm gonna go dress it. up as a doctor and kill the guy myself." Yeah, the most logical thing you can do. <laughs> I mean, you know, if he had a pistol, he could just walk in there, shoot the doctors, and then shoot him. <laughs> he has to be so goddamn theatrical. Um, which and I love him for it. I absolutely <laughs> love him for it as well. Okay, so he's now dressed up as a surgeon. Uh, dad's on the on the surgery table because they got to get the bullet out of him, but it turns out that you've got an evil Richard Lynch. Glock tries to stab the chief with a scalpel, but Sam's outside looking in on the thing, and he stops him. Did you notice um, when Glock first comes in there and grabs his he sedates that doctor at washing his hands? The doctor like froze up, like you got injected by the needle before he got injected. Yeah, it was awkward. I 
honestly, I looked at that and I was It was, was a like, bad take. The whole that whole thing I was like if I was that doctor, all I could think of was like if I was that actor what I would be doing and yep. I was like I would have been like no, you're not using that fucking needle. Like maybe it's a retractable needle, maybe yeah. it's not. I don't trust you. I don't trust this fucking low budget movie <laughs> where you're supposed to stick a fucking needle in the back of my neck. No. But that's when he's supposed to freeze up. But like the minute Richard Lynch touched him, he's like, "Oh, I got freezed up. I got injected." No, you didn't. Now you are. <laughs> yeah, that I don't like it. I do. Not, I did not enjoy that. I was like, "This looks like it is too dangerous for a movie yeah. of this budget." Um, but they get through that, and I don't think they managed to kill the guy. So that's great. <laughs> I haven't seen him in another movie yet. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Maybe they did. Uh, so you uh so what's what's the scene here? Okay, so you know the guy that took acid and then uh burned himself with gasoline yeah. in real life? Yeah. Um we're going to give him an actual needle and he's going to pretend just pretend stick it in your neck from behind. You're not going to see what's going on, but he's going <laughs> to manhandle you at the time. Uh You should be good. How much are you paying me for this? I you know what there's no You get a share of, of the profits. Yeah. <laughs> There's no amount of money in the world that could get me to do that. So, all right. So basically, he tries to scan Glock from the, from inside the room. He's like, he gets in there after stopping his hand because, as we've seen, he, he can scan hands. He can scan parts of bodies. Yeah. And so, the thing here is that he he couldn't stop him. So he the like he backs off and he pulls off the thing and he shows that he's got a. You know, he's trying to scan him, and his skin boils off his head, revealing his plate. That's so cool. And gorgeous. Looked amazing. It was all stop motion, yeah. weird. Looked so cool. Uh, but it, then he, Richard Lynch looks all crazy, does his best Richard Lynch, and points at his head, and he's like, eh, you can't fucking get through to me. I got this thing. And What he's about like, the other side of your head? <laughs> Shush. <laughs> He's just gonna point the he's gonna point the plate at the scanner. He's gonna yeah. be like, uh, nope, bing. <laughs> uh, so he goes into the he he can't do that. So he moves the defibrillator paddles. I love it. Makes them again new superpower. He can levitate things. We didn't know that he could do this before. He levitates <laughs> these <laughs> these defibrillator paddles and manipulates them and shocks him. And knocks him out up against mm-hmm. a wall. He comes in and he's like, oh, I'm going to, sorry, dad, we got to save you, blah, 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 whatever. And Richard Lynch comes to and comes at him from behind with the scalpel. And here is a bit of conceptual stuff that I think maybe didn't come through as well as they wanted it to. But I think it made its point. The idea was, according to them... I didn't pick this up and watch okay. it personally. Yeah, I don't know that, where you're getting it. That he couldn't scan him, period. He couldn't get into him because he had to go through his head. Yep. But when he touched his arm, you could see uh, that uh, Sam started getting the scanner lines of blood vessels going through his arm. Yeah. They went up his arm. And then they came down Richard Lynch's arm. Yep. So his scanning ability was going through the arm. And up into the and head. And up into his head. Because he was getting a more direct contact. Yeah. Than that was, and it was like, I I didn't pick that up. I didn't, I thought it was just 
you know, just scanning as always. It was just, yeah. I'm scanning more or I'm closer. I didn't catch that there was like a skin to skin contact because again, that wasn't ever it's a not thing. Ever how scanners work. Yeah. Right. It's not how scanners work. And I mean, again, this guy's got so many magic powers in this one that it's like, I, I don't know. But either way, it was a cool looking effect yeah. when the blood went up his arm and then down the other guy's arm. And then Lynch's face starts bubbling yeah. out and eventually we get this awesome pop where that plate just blows off his skull and hits the wall and then just spins on the ground like a dinner plate splatters nurses of the blood yep i liked how i liked how uh delicate the blood splash was yeah you know what i mean like it wasn't like a big i almost kind of wanted it to be though like i (laughs) i agree to a certain extent i feel like they probably meant it to be bigger yeah but i thought it looked great just kind of like like her just surprised look with like that little bit of blood on her face. Yep. I don't know. It was it looked great. The whole thing. His head has exploded and he's steaming on the ground and 100% dead. Yes. His brains have been blown out like a fucking cannon. <laughs> Again. So, uh, well, <laughs> but this is all of his brains. That oh, was just okay. some of them. Uh okay. So Scanner Cop is now back on his pills. Uh, his dad has survived the surgery. Everyone's happy. We have a fun little happy ending. He's now, uh, our scanner cop's now back on the job. We repeat the scene from before when he was the rookie, but now he's the veteran officer. And he's, got he's a, been on the force for a week. And he's got an <laughs> off-screen, uh, non-speaking, uh, well, actually, he's got one line. He's like, yeah, I guess I am scared. Um, <laughs> he's like, are you nervous? Yeah. Don't be. We'll get, you know, it's natural to be nervous, blah, 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 blah. And he's going to show him the ropes. His life has come full circle, the end. Yeah. Awesome. I would have liked to have a twist ending here, like a uh, like a villain. You know, being it like a superhero movie, yeah. it would have been cool if there was like a... There should have been a, a villain twist at the end, yeah. setting up a part two. Yeah. You know, or, or even, I would have even taken... Uh, so why'd my dad set you up on this thing with me? It seems it seems weird that he'd put a, a fresh guy right out of the academy here. And he's like, I don't know. And then he shakes his pill bottle and he's like, I just got to take my vitamins. Oh! And it's like, oh, you set him up because you're training another scanner. Yeah, that would have uh, been cool. Yeah. Perfect. You know, I, I it was oddly lacking in like a an ending ending. I mean, obviously we wrapped it up. It was a, yeah. it was a nice book ended. Yeah. You know, I get the that. Beginning yeah. of his career, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't get the superhero thing, which no. for a movie that is essentially a horror action superhero movie. Yep. It's weird. Or we, or we could have seen maybe Xena pull herself back together in the hellscape. Sure. And, and come through somehow back. I mean, yeah. Or right. Exactly. They could have left somebody if they'd left somebody alive and in a straitjacket, if they hadn't killed that first fucking doctor. Oh, yep. If he'd stayed and they were just like, put him in a cell, in a padded cell, and then we got an after credit sequence. Of Xena like finding his body and being of, like, like coming through. Yeah. And like whatever her catchphrase is, she can say, you know, or she can, he could be in there and he has like a tarot deck. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and she pulls, he pulls out the death card or the revenge card laughing. <laughs> is there a revenge card i don't know Tara. the uh the scanner card yes <laughs> it could be the cop card <laughs> i don't know uh, either way this movie fucking rules it does so much fun i it cannot is... believe i've never seen this before yeah this was uh i've said it before but this is like i found this movie 
when I had like those trials of Cinemax that you'd get for like a oh, week. Yep. Every time we had one of those, I would take a six hour tape and then at 11 o'clock at night, I'd hit record and just go to bed. Oh yeah. I used to do that too. And just like whatever shows up during the night, I'd get all of those because those were always the horror movies or the yep. softcore movies. Oh, or that's whatever. totally what I would do. Yeah. Whatever we used to get the free shit. HBOs. Yep. And so I had like tapes of whatever that was. And I got scanner cop on one of these and I thought for years, because I couldn't find this movie anywhere okay. until Vinegar Syndrome released it, yeah. I had no idea that this was even available in any format I could find. Huh. And I thought it was Brad Dorif the entire time. And I was I could shocked to find out that this wasn't Brad Dorif. Yep. I was actually <laughs> kind of disappointed, even though this guy, 100% delightful. Yep. Come on. I would also like to see it with Brad Dorf. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. no matter how good you are, you know, the fact is any actor can always be replaced by Brad Dorf or Lance Henriksen, and the movie <laughs> gets at least 50% better. Yep. It's literally anything. Name a movie. That works. <laughs> the Hobbit. Get rid of Frodo. Replace him with Lance Henriksen. It's a better movie. Never saw it, but I'll take your word. <laughs> <laughs> For all you know, Lance Henriksen was the fucking Hobbit. Sure, exactly. Uh so yeah, that's that is Scanner Cop. Scanner Cop. Yeah, no, I have no final thoughts because it's just fucking good. Nope. Um, whole way through, it is a it is an insane cartoon. It is a comic book. It is just and it just breezes by. It's only oh. ninety minutes, and it feels like half an hour. It just yeah. is so fast paced and doesn't so fast. It's <clears throat> so fun. They don't even waste time with the romance scene. Like they, that girl takes him home. Remember? Yeah. And it's like, and then he has that bad dream. We forgot to cover that part, but who cares? He has right. like the bad dream, and like she wakes up and she's in a t-shirt, being like, "Are you okay?" Like, she obviously like spent the night at his place, yeah. but like they didn't fuck around with any like dinner yeah. dancing. Nope. Slow, Let's not even worry like, about that. Nope. But it's like, nope. <laughs> I guess she's there. Who cares? Let's go to the cool dream sequence. Yeah, I think he slept on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Uh, and also, I think it would probably be very dangerous to have sex with a scanner who is, like, as far gone as he is. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would imagine that there's probably bad shit that would happen with that. Um, cool. That's it. That's all I got. Yep. It was a long one. Um, we can be found on the internet. We can. Uh, at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics. And at CoastCityComics.com, you can buy lots of neat things like a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt. That is the truth. Uh, and all sorts of other things. Uh, we have licensed horror movie shirts from some of the movies that we've done. You Such can get, as Blood Diner. You get a Blood Diner shirt. You can get a Black Roses shirt. And you can check out the Black Roses and Blood Diner episodes of the Funbox Monster Podcast if you missed them. That's true, too. They're all online, too. Look at that shit. Um, Crazy. And, and yeah, please rate and review us on wherever you listen to your podcast. Say nice words and, and make us nice swoon. <laughs> yes, do that. And, uh, and anything you can, else? You can follow me at Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend, on the old Instagrams. Yeah. And uh, check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group on facebook it's full of nice people it is it's not it's not a terrible place it's a wonderful relief <laughs> to see a place that has a bunch of people on it and then when someone acts the fool everyone goes what is this guy's deal get him the fuck out of here <laughs> and honestly i it's it doesn't make up for the fact that facebook exists but it definitely <laughs> proves that facebook doesn't have to be a toxic waste dump so uh i love that 
Awesome. Um, and that's about it. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace. Good night.